Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy give you spoiler-free recommendations, reviews, or whatevers of what we read this week. So, Amy, what did we read? We read Amelia Peabody series by Elizabeth Peters, but we didn't no, read the whole that's series. Ridiculous. We read the first one, which is called Crocodile, Crocodile on the Sandbank. Yeah, cool. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about The Crocodile on the Sandbank, the first book in the Amelia Peabody series by Elizabeth Peters. Is that clear enough? It is, but only if that level of clarity now carries over into your spoiler-free reek. Amelia Peabody is a spinster. She's Which means she's potentially 23 and unmarried. (laughs) (laughs) She's unmarried. She's fiercely independent and confident. Yes. She's embracing spinsterhood. Wealthy. She has a powerful steel umbrella with which to thwack people. And she has an independent income. She has a thirst for knowledge. Her father was a probably equivalent of a hobby academic these days. When is this set? It's set in the 1880s. Bustles are in. Yeah, great. Carry on. So Amelia takes her wealth and decides that she is going to go on a grand tour and she's going to go to Rome and Egypt and all these historical places that she has previously read about and she knows quite a lot about. So she's very, like, she's taught herself a lot. She's very self-educated. She's um, confident and competent and she doesn't suffer fools. Yep. In Rome, she rescues a young English woman from... Essentially destitution. Yeah. And takes her under her wings. As her companion. Yeah. This woman's name is Evelyn and it's very clear that she's got some sort of mysterious backstory, but Evelyn says, look, essentially I've been disowned by my grandfather who's my guardian and he's an English lord. And Amelia says, well, I have... This is very detailed. I... Stop it! You always don't... Shush, I'm nearly We haven't even got to the crux of anything yet. But the characters are so important. Okay. So Evelyn becomes Amelia's companion and off they go to Egypt. And in Egypt, they decide they're going to go and sail down the Nile and look at key archaeological sites. And they meet the Emersons, who are a two brothers who are archaeologists and they are digging up a site near Amarna, which for the... Historians amongst you is the royal capital of Akhenaten, <laughs> if you care. Kimberly's snorting and covering her eyes over um, here because she's like, Amy, you and your unnecessary details, so now you can finish it. And when they are there, mysterious things Mysterious start things happening because there's kind of – it's a disputed site – I can't remember why, but there's some MacGuffin that means it's a disputed dig. And then things start happening like murders and it could be that the mummy has come alive. A mummy is sighted walking and all the the diggers that they've hired from the local area quit. And and so Amelia decides that she is going to help. How does she get... How does she get in with the Emersons? Like, is it is it money? Like, what is it that she, she comes, offers them? She comes to visit because Walter, the younger brother, is mm. quite nice. And That's right. Emerson, Radcliffe Emerson, the older one, is really is a gr- gruff. Gruff. He's gruff. And basically, Amelia bullies her way into 
there. She says, well, you need help. I will help. And they go and visit and then Walter comes to get their help because Emerson is really unwell. That's right. He gets really sick. And And she's just super competent. And so in a a mummy sort of way, Walter is like, help. Yeah. And she actually ends up being with this sort of reputation through the book where all the locals come to her with their, like, medical problems. Yeah. So she functions as a sort of, like, doctor. So that's how she gets there, but then she refuses to leave. Yes, And insists 100%. on staying. Yes. And, and is helpful. It's super helpful because... She's quite artistic. I remember that part of it where she does all the drawing. No, no, that's Evelyn. Evelyn oh, does all the, the drawings, but Amelia helps with, you know, excavating a pavement and yeah, right, right, the right. preservation of particular things. So... Those are the characters and the premise is this sort of mystery of the mummy and yeah. what's happening. So. The end. Kimberly. Yes. Would you recommend Crocodile on the Sandbank in the Amelia Peabody series? Yes, I would. It's just fun. It's a fun romp and Amelia is really fun to hang out with for the mm-hmm. whole thing. She's really nice to hang out with. Evelyn is a little bit more sort of typical of woman of the era, kind of that stereotype of a little bit more helpless, but. She's not annoyingly so. She's got some spunk and some spine as well, so she's quite nice. I, I don't think she's helpless at all. No, Be- but she's a lot sweeter. I guess yeah, maybe that's what I mean. She's sweet. She's, she's sweet. She's a lovely person, but she yes. is very, like, she's, and Amelia says in, in the book that I have learned just as much from Evelyn as I yeah. hope Evelyn has learned from me. Yeah. I really like that. I like the men folk. They're fun. It's all just a bit silly with the mummy. But yeah, I just really liked it. And I remember the end of it being quite gripping and quite thrilling mm. to be like, oh, what's going to happen? I just remember being really excited about all of that as well. And I really like, because on the, I feel like it's not a spoiler to say that there's also like a romance element going on underneath it. Yes, but don't describe with whom. No, but there is a romance element going on and the dynamic there is really nice. Yes. And I really enjoyed the kind of back and forth of that as well. So sorry, that's me. Would you recommend... I totally would. Mm. I love this book. Mm. I really, really enjoyed the tone and the voice because it's first-person narrative. And sometimes... Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was, but I just know I remembered really enjoying being with her, so that must be why that's such but a strong see, memory for me. But see, that's what's so unusual because you don't tend to enjoy first-person narrative. No, that's because most people annoy me, though. But Amelia, whose voice... She's quite, she's quite fun. Is, she's such a very distinctive and confident and personality-filled voice, could you know, maybe gone 50-50, or will she annoy you Yeah, fair. as a voice? But I really enjoy being in her head. Yeah. And just her her character is so fantastic. It's a bit, I don't want to say like Indiana Jonesy because the characters aren't the same, but that sort of dun 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 No, no, no. Indiana Jonesy feel. is perfect, though, because it's that era and it's that feel. Well, not quite that era, but it's that, it's that feel, feel of um, adventure. And, and the sort of mystical mystery yes, yes, that, 100%. you know, Amelia's going, nonsense, science says there are yes. no such things as yes. mummies who rise from the dead. And they're like, oh, who's this thing walking around then? Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. I loved all, I loved the Emerson characters. I really enjoyed Evelyn's characters. I love plot in this was awesome. Yeah. And it kept, it really kept things moving. It was really mm. pacey. Yeah. I thought the mystery was well plotted. Yep. And I really enjoyed just the sort of level of research and, and the Oh yeah, the, the you setting really the enjoyed the setting of the scene was very detailed. But not in a way that bogs down the narrative. No, I would agree. But I think also because she is so educated. So by making your main character quite educated, you quite fluidly work in quite a lot of history and quite a bit. It's the right voice for that. But the author 
Elizabeth Peters is a qualified Egyptologist. Yeah. So this is clearly an area that she just really enjoys writing about. And so the historian historian in me loves it when they get to go and, you know, they talk about Petrie and his excavations, which were actually going on at that point in time in history. And Emerson has all these opinions about other people's archaeology. He's like, yeah, how they do it. He's like, oh, I guess Petrie's okay, but I can't stand Miss Sparrow, who was the actual real-life director of the archaeological things in Egypt. So I like the crossovers within that. But it's one of those books that I really, really enjoy reading in summer holidays, and I have reread it because it's a great romp. Oh, yeah. I've read it a lot of times. Yep. Uh, It's a fast-paced, action-packed read. I get a bit of that Indiana Jones soundtrack in my head. And Amelia is a fantastic heroine. Yeah. So 100%. she's a great heroine. And sometimes I just want lady heroines set in the past who are totally boss to be 100%. Well, it's guiding that, me through a journey. Yeah, it's that who would you be if you could go back and be born I would in a be different Amelia era. Peabody. Yeah, you're like, I, I'd really want to be her. I would so totally so be flacking people with yeah. my parasol. Yep. And I just, I respect her. Like yeah. she goes, hmm, well, here I've hired this boat. I must learn Arabic so I can communicate with my staff. Of course, yeah. But I must have a piano. <laughs> it will be a difficult conversation, but I will win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so like, yeah, that is the voice. I actually haven't explored whether there are audiobooks for this. Oh, no, I did. Remember, I told you how Amelia's British, but the audiobook that I found was read by an American. Oh, no. And it didn't work. It wasn't the voice because Amelia has this really distinct voice in my head. Yeah, but it, it didn't, didn't work. work. So, I haven't explored whether there's an audiobook. I've always just read it. I assume there are other adaptations. The audiobook, I think, would be nice, but has to be a particular voice, but it's so fast-paced that just picking up the book is all right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And there's actually, in some cases, I find it's better not to have an audiobook mm. if you want to speed through it. Yeah. There are some things that yeah, I like Secret Adversary where you're yes. like, no. Nah, oh, no, I did, I did listen to that on audiobook. I just listened to it on a one and a half speed. Right. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So it seemed very much like an old-timey... And you've got to really keep up. Because that's sort of how I hear Emerson talking in this book, like, yeah. What is sure. he called? The, the man who roars. That's yes. his like nickname. So this is the first in. There are, I think, over twenty books in are the Amelia really? Theory. Yeah, I've not read all the of them. The last one, she actually passed away, and her notes were used to write the final, the final book. One. Wow. But they don't always happen in chronological sequence. So a couple of okay. them are like, you know, I actually want to go back to like here, but these books. So the second book in the series actually happens in Egypt, but then another one happens in England. The premise is pretty similar. Like there's always a mystery. Yeah. So I would say that it's fundamentally it's a mystery. It is because the thing that I do really like is the romance is sorted in the first one and I have not read all of them. So I will say. I've only read four. Yeah. So I will say who knows. But in, I think I've only read two, but in the two that I've read, it might be two, it might be this one and two more, I think, because the romance just kind of stays like as in the romance is sorted in the first one and it continues and then it's just the relationship continues and that's i really like that so i would agree with you it's a mystery not a romance series because the nature of it being a romance series would imply that 
romance is then the central conflict of all of them, and no, that's it's not. not. True. It's the mystery. So the mystery is the driving force. It's all the way what's through. happening or who did this? Yeah. But the series actually goes up until oh, the mid twenties. Yeah. So it goes up from the eighteen eighties until yeah. about King Tut. Yeah. So Amelia is quite old. I was about to say. Towards yeah. the end of it, goes through World War One, right, right, which right. is really interesting. interesting. I wouldn't say though, like as a reader, I think that one of the reasons that I haven't gone through and read all of them yeah. is for That's me interesting for me that you haven't done that. No, because usually I yeah, um, like absorb. But the narrative I'm really satisfied with in Crocodile on the Sandbank, and I don't feel like a burning need. No, which to is know why more. when yeah, when you were talking about. Um, when you were talking about uh, that we are t- going to talk today about the Amelia Peabody series, that's why I was like, no, we're going to talk about Crocodile on the Sandbank because I'm the same. I have read other ones more than once. No, I've read other ones once, but I've never read them more than once. I've read this one. I think three or four times. times. Yeah. At least four times yeah. I've read this. Whereas I haven't gone back to the others in the series. So for me, this book kind of stands alone. Yeah. It's a great standalone. So, Trash or Treasure? Oh, this book, Treasure. Yeah, Total Treasure. I agree. Treasure mm. for me. I've read it so many times. My paperback has actually split in half and the middle bit has come out with I loose that. paper. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so, so nice. So um, I have to go and find all the paper and put them in order when I'm reading it. Or you just do it electronically and keep that as, like, an artefact. From... <laughs> yeah, an artefact of love. Exactly. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us and tune in again next time when we'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, recommendations, etc. of whatever we've read then. And until then, happy happy reading. reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.